Hello and welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm Simon. We are still knee deep in tech and this time we are actually both in agreement. This is episode 20. It is. So let's just jump into it. SQL Server Management Studio version 17.2, meaning that it actually supports 2017, has been released. And it's the same thing as with the, the previous SSMS as in a completely separate installation. It has basically nothing to do with the installation of SQL Server, which is a good thing since you're not technically supposed to have SQL Server Management Studio on your server, uh, though pretty much everyone does. So this is a separate install and it has a new icon. Whoa. Yes, mind blown. Now, uh, is it good looking? It is very good looking, actually. It, it's more modern. More like the um, Azure thingies. More like the Windows thingies. Exactly. That was what I said. So it's basically made in paint. Yep. Instead of some professional program. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Now the uh, 17.2 includes uh, multi-factor authentication, MFA. Very, very nice. Wonderful. Yep. And we can also do um, Active Directory Universal with MFA support connections to SQL Server we are looking at a new possibility of scripting stuff for a new version, as in if I'm scripting st stuff from a 2008, the uh, script version is going to be 2008. And I can be running on a 2016 or 2017 and say, I want this stuff scripted out in 2008. Uh -huh. And it actually works. That's a very, very That's useful. Feature. It is indeed a very useful feature. And moving on to another tool, the Data Migration Assistant 3.2 was released just a couple of days ago. One of the main things there is that it, it contains a, a workflow for moving from on-premises to Azure on SQL, uh, SQL Database. So, so that's the tool you're using when you migrate what? Actually, no. No. It is not the tool I am using at the moment. It's probably the one of the tools that I will be using yep. going forward. Since not everything is supported in SQL Server in Azure. It's uh, it's still some differences in, in what, what can and cannot be done. So usually I use Visual Studio yep. to make sure that nothing interesting happens. But with the Data Migration Assistant, this will probably be another useful tool. I might actually stick to Visual Studio since I'm used to it yep. and it works, but Visual Studio can also be pretty daunting. It's yep. a serious piece of kit. And as always, you can hurt yourself pretty well with it. Yeah, and it's Visual Studio again. It is Visual Studio. Great to hear. Uh, and and I, I, I remember seeing you using Visual Studio to migrate data the first time and I was like, Hmm. What did he do? That's basically like using a hammer when you're supposed to use a saw. Well, and you get the same result for some strange reason. Yes and no. I mean, it's it's very. I don't know what the word is. I wouldn't say complex. It's very powerful. Yeah. And taking a, a two-pronged approach, starting with the structure of the database, and then going for the logical stuff, i.e., the data. Is um, it's it's not that uncommon, but on the other hand, if not if you're not used to it, it's a bit of a 
weird thing to see. Yeah. And that's the that was I think I showed this on tech, stage Tech, tech Days last yeah. year. Yeah. So moving on from Hammer and Sauce to um, Hammer and Sauce, I think you did it again. That that's the only reason why I'm still in this podcast. I deliver the names for the episodes, and they are awesome. Thank you. Speaking about tools, moving on to weapons oh, and yeah. picking fights. Yes. Let's talk about VMworld. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so VMworld, VMware's main event is uh, ongoing in Las Vegas. And for the last couple of weeks, VMware has really been aggressive towards Microsoft. Okay. A few days ago, perhaps a week ago, when VMware AirWatch, the MDM solution, Yeah announced the ability to actually manage Chromebooks. Oh yeah, that's that's big. That's, that's huge. huge. Yeah. And I believe it was their CTO or CEO that said on LinkedIn he explained what they could do and the last thing he wrote in the post were this uh, um, Microsoft Intune can't do this. Okay. And it can't? No. Yeah. Nothing else. Oh, not, so nothing else. Nothing can. else. You can previously you were only able to manage Chromebooks using Google's own tools, and now VMware is the only third-party tool that actually can manage them. And th- this will be really hard for Microsoft to compete with, because especially in schools, people love AirWatch. Did, did VMware reverse engineer something, or did they? have some kind of agreement with they must have some kind of agreement with google okay and that's uh, how should i put it unlikely to happen with microsoft i would say so but it Um, would be uh, pretty much a match made in heaven yeah i I guess so because that that's basically what everyone is asking for right we see schools especially in sweden where you mix and match chromebooks windows pcs ipads and so on and everyone wants one single tool to manage it all and until today you weren't able to and now you can, using AirWatch. Oh, so you pretty much blew everything else out of the yeah. water with AirWatch. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. And at the keynote, I think it was three days ago at VMworld, they also, and this this quote is perhaps taken out of context, but they actually said on stage, the SECM model is dead. And that's a quite hard blow against Microsoft. But again, that's also what Microsoft are telling us. You shouldn't use Config Manager as your primary tool anymore. You should move ahead to modern management using Intune, for example. Right. Because that that will be the best way to manage your devices moving forward. Mm. So, and, and I think this tone is quite new in the technology world. Of course, people have been throwing punches at each other with like Samsung and Apple and so on. Or that's usually Oracle's modus operandi. Yeah. So it will be, ent- and, and Microsoft hasn't replied to this as such, mm-hmm. and I don't think they will. I was uh, just going to ask you about that. I, yeah, I, I, I have to agree. Yeah, and and what VMware says is true. Yeah. Intune can't do this. No. The SECML is dead, or dying at least. And it may take several years, of course, but well, in the end we will end up with exactly that there's always the legacy stuff yeah i mean there's a reason we still have mainframes yeah the the intune way is the way forward yeah uh and to be completely like honest you could go with any mdm Mm. solution but that's the way forward 
Right. And if you ask me, it, it's either Airwatch or Intune. Okay. They, they are the main players. You, of course, have like Zen Mobile from Citrix and so on. Yeah. But it's not at all in the same league. They can do some things very, very well. But if you look at it from a broader perspective, it's basically Airwatch or Intune. Okay. And speaking of Airwatch and Intune, which... Uh, is there any specific situations where you want to use one over the other, or is it just pick your poison and go? Today, in most schools, Airwatch has better support for school management, which Intune lacks. When you say school management, would that be um, multi-user per, mm, per device? No, not as such, but rather using multiple volume purchase program tokens so you can spread oh, the cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Apple School Manager is integrated mm. in there, which, which it's currently not in Intune and so on. Okay. And Intune is getting there, but the focus from Microsoft's side is rather enterprise. And if you look at schools, it's Windows 10 and Windows 10 S. I see. So that, that's basically it. Okay. Um, but then... It, the reason why people are choosing Intune is, yeah, most organizations I work with have a Microsoft focus. So Intune makes sense. Mm. Uh, it's cheaper still than AirWatch and so on. But AirWatch has perhaps a better support for mobile device management in general for other platforms. Okay. And it manages Windows very well now. So yeah. I know I have major customers that are looking into choosing AirWatch over Config Manager. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So it's it's not only AirWatch versus Intune, it's also AirWatch versus Config Manager. Huh. So the, the poor souls that have pretty much stuck their guns to Config Manager might find themselves out of a job in the short future. I wouldn't say short. Okay. Because that would mean I was out of a job as well. Uh, it. <laughs> kind of. Not a short while. I would say that, yeah, in, in 10 years. Okay. Um, yeah. So they, they are basically ramping down yeah. Config Manager and, and ramping up. Yeah, and they are adopting Config Manager to the cloud. It will at some point be integrated with Intune yeah. in full. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So it's, it's exciting times ahead. Um, I love working with Intune, the EMS suite, and so on. But you have to be open to other technologies as well. Always, always. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I still love Config Manager. It's a very competent tool, but you should be aware of how to use it and start looking into using perhaps both. Yeah, that's that's a very good tip. I mean, just getting fixated on something yeah. just because it says Microsoft on the tin or whatever yeah. is usually a bad idea. And let's just uh, <laughs> let's go off on a tangent there. I mean... Who would have thought two years back that Microsoft would come and say, oh, and by the way, we have ported SQL Server to Linux. Yeah. You have done what now? Or who had ever have guessed that you would get iTunes as a UVP app? Uh, yeah, unlikely. <laughs> yeah, so we are missing Chrome still, and that won't happen. No, very unlikely. Yeah. And the whole thing with, with SQL Server on Linux, I mean... When they, they made the announcement, what I heard in the community was, yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, right. that's going to be interesting, and it's going to be years until it's feature complete. You know what? It is pretty much feature complete. Yep. You should have seen the faces of the, the, the old hands. Yep. 
everyone was completely taken by surprise. Yeah. But again, it makes sense. It, it's the same with of course it Windows. Does. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft won't be interested in selling you operating systems yeah. in a few years. Yeah. They want to push platform as a service, yep. software as a service, yep. licensing, and not OS. Yep. They don't care. They nope. don't care if you use Android, iOS, Linux, Windows, as long as you are consuming their services. Yes. I agree completely. Yep. And I'm pretty happy that my ancient, very crusted Linux <laughs> knowledge might actually see the light of day again. And you know the only thing I like about Linux? Yeah, the penguins. Yep. But it's a good OS. It's good. Yeah, stable. yeah of the, course. The, the basic idea is, is, is sound. Yep. And I really like, one of my favorite commands is read mail. Yeah. With the, the um, dash RF really fast. So <laughs> RM dash RF, read mail really fast. Trust me, your mail is gone in a heartbeat. <laughs> Speaking of gone in a heartbeat, the data management gateway, fairly obscure for many people, but for everyone that has worked with the Azure Data Factory or pretty much anything that uses the um, data management gateway, we've been stuck with a bit of an issue. That's been completely um, single point of failure. Ooh. There had up till up until uh, what was it? Just a couple of days ago, uh, they uh, announced the um, data management gateway high availability and scalability. Now we can scale out to four nodes, which is very very nice. I mean, there's no point in having a huge big data system if your data management gateway that is responsible for handling the transport between your on-premises systems and your cloud stuff breaks down. Yep. That sucks. Yep. So this one can be um, high, higher availability, four nodes. It has improved performance and throughput, way better. And you can also scale it up. Very, very interesting. Yep. It's Makes uh, sense. This, this is in, in preview, by the way. Yep. But it's, it's getting there. And we were expecting this, but it's very nice to see it actually get released. And in a couple of weeks, it's Ignite, and I'm pretty sure yep. we're going to see some interesting releases. And a couple of weeks after that, it's past Summit in Seattle that usually brings some interesting tidbits as well. Yep. And speaking of releases at Ignite, mm -hmm. we now know that Server 1709 will be released at Ignite. Server 1709. Server 1709. I guess Windows as well, or at least in very close proximity to it. Would you say that Windows Server 1709 would be a Windows 2017 or Windows 2016 SP something. Uh, 2017 SP something. You just combined my two alternatives. I, I, I did. Uh, sorry for that. Would you mind try it again? Yeah. Server 2016 SP1. Okay, so it's more of a service pack release than a whole new feature set. Thing. Yeah, I, I would say so. And that's based on the ma the really big things is basically that they have rethought um, nano server and server core. But that's pretty big. Yeah, it's it's big, but it's still it's nothing new in no. that sense. And okay. of course, there are lots of new things in server 1709. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying anything else. Yep. But it's more of a service pack than a brand new release. So yeah, and it. Uh, I'm looking forward to some. Great sessions. I know that our tame Finn will be attending many of them. 
Rumor has it that he's gotten a beard. Yeah. Is he trying to, to compete with us? I hope not, because he will beat us. He usually does. Yeah. He might not necessarily be the first guy doing something, but he's going to be the last guy doing he's something. He's the Microsoft of, of consultants. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. He's going to love that, by the way. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. And and again, we can, we can also look at the pace which he has started uh, scheduling courses with his MCT title. I think it's two upcoming now. What? Yeah. Wow. I only heard that he was going to do uh, 2016. Perhaps it was. I may be mixing it up with the Azure Workshop. Oh, Could cool. Be. All right. But anyway. Speaking of courses, by the way, I'm going to teach uh, 2764. Which is? Which is the uh, SQL Server 2016 administrating course oh. next week. Yep. Uh, it started out as a very intimate affair with four students. Yep. Then someone heard of it, and now we are looking at six. Oh. Six students in the beautiful metropolis of Örebro. They have good beer, though. I seriously hope so. You don't even drink beer. That says something about Örebro, doesn't it? <laughs> no, yep. it's, it's going uh, to be great. And yep. the, uh, the course is very good. And as these guys are not newbies yep. at all, we're going to have a pretty high, uh, high pace and we are going to fold some other interesting things things into it as well. Great. Would, would you say, uh, looking at uh, SQL 2017, that will it be a major change so that they will need to update the course material? Or if you are if you are a DBA, would it be good enough to have a SQL 2016 course and be fairly confident when 2017 is released? You're going to be very, very confident. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, if you've been gone through a 2014 course, yep. you're going to be able to hold your own with both 2016 and 2017. Good to know. And I'd say that the seven series courses is probably just going to get another letter. Yep. So I'm I'm teaching 764B, and I would guess that a 764D or something would serve yep. very well for 2017. It's an incremental update. Yep. There are some seriously cool features coming yep. out. Yes. But it's nothing pivotal, uh, necessitating a new course. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, the uh, 464, yep. the 2014 version of this one, was, I wouldn't say identical, but it was pretty much the same. Yep. Uh, the, the setup was the same. The ideas was the same. This one contains a bit more about uh, Azure SQL Server. Yeah, and a new logo for Management Studio. And a new, uh, it's, uh, no, that's not included. It's not included. No, oh. that's going to be an extra. <laughs> the logo. Yes. Yeah. How's that for extra information? One day, two day? Uh, for the logo? For the logo. Ooh. Depending on the, the skill set, between two and three days, I'd say. It might depend on if you're using Paint 3D or Paint. Moving on. Yeah. Do you have something other interesting on your screen? On my screen, yes, my screen. It says dev. It does. Surprising, isn't it? No, this is the Azure Dev Test pricing that just came out. And it basically means that you don't pay an OS license if you're using a VM for dev or test, which can mean some serious savings. Yeah. So you're paying the same price as a Linux machine. And how do you show Microsoft that you're actually using it for dev and test? Are there any difference in 
Availability, performance? I don't think so. Uh, and as in, I haven't looked at this very closely, to be honest. Okay. So I think, and this might be incorrect, I think it's the same as everything else. Yep. You just say this is a dev test box. Could it be connected to MSDN in some way? So that you only can access these through MSDN? No. Nope. Since you can have this to your enterprise agreement. Ah. So you can have it both as a individual. Yep. And that would mean you can only have one instance if you're an individual. Uh, for teams, as in enterprise dev test or pay as a go dev test, you can have unlimited. So my, my guess is it's, it's the same thing as everything else, but it's without a price. Yep. The thing is, it's not only Windows machines. You yep. can have BizTalk, you can have SQL Server, you can have Logic App, App Service, Cloud Services. Everything is discounted. That's that's awesome. And I also saw that you have access to Windows 10 virtual machines. Yes. Which is exclusive to these subscriptions. Exactly. But that's something you had as an MSDN subscriber previously. Was so, that taken away? No, I think it's still there. Still there, yeah, yeah. But it, they are probably merging these at some yeah. point. But it's, it's very easy to, to forget the uh, number of perks you actually get from an MSDN account. Yeah. And an MSDN account is dirt cheap. Yep. Especially for us since... Well, for us it's not dirt cheap since our MCT upkeep is anything but. Yep. But it's included. Our team fin said that they were lowering that fee. Seriously? Yeah. So we need to look into that. We do indeed. I mean, it's what, 700 euros? Yeah. You were taking? <laughs> At least it were last time we renewed. And we're coming up on renewal again in, in February. Yeah. So it's soon. It's soon. Yep. Anything else? We had a new Windows Insider release. No. Yeah, again. Again. Um, but we are getting there. They will probably be almost on time with the 1709 release of Windows. Cool. As far as I can see. It's mostly bug fixes now. I just came across a very interesting, yeah, interesting strange. Yeah. Interesting hurts a bit. Hurts a bit? Yes. Um, hurts in a good way or no, a bad way? No, 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 no. Well, it's not very unexpected. There is something called the dynamic data masking in SQL Server 2016. Very, it's not that touted but it's it's a feature and i remember it distinctly being in the um, what's new in 2016 slides uh, last year yep so what it is is a way to dynamically on the fly mask some data mm -hmm. such as uh, social security numbers yep. or bank um, records or whatever credit card numbers credit cards whatever and the thing is that it was hideously easy to break yep as in, you just made some kind of select statement with a function in it. Yep. And it removed the whole masking thing. That's quite bad. It is. Yep. On the other hand, Microsoft has always said, this is not a security feature. Yep. This is only for, I don't know, fun. <laughs> fun. <laughs> yep. So there's a very interesting blog post by Joe Obish that looks at how do you unmask the dynamic data masking. And he walks us through a seriously interesting thought experiment with code of how to unmask a social security number. Mm. And in the end, he comes up with a fairly easy SQL statement that 
pretty much crashes it. So long story short, don't use this for anything at all. It is completely useless. So what was the reason to include it? Because they, they can't have missed something that obvious. Well, actually they could, since in technology preview two, it was easy to break with just applying a function statement. Yep. In CTP3, that was not possible anymore. Yep. You had to do slightly more judo to fold yep. this thing. And now it's somewhat more secure, but just using this code. And mind you, this is code run as an uh, average user. Oh. You don't have any specific rights on this data. You, you have a read write. Yep. And the um, data masking kicks in and says, no, you're not allowed to see this. So it dynamically changes it to, to X's. Yep. But using some interesting uh, clever magic, you can see right through it. And well, what the point? I don't know. Completely useless. Speaking of that, did you see the competition that's going on in some kind of SQL server group where you should Competition is about you creating a line of code with the end result of a zero. Yes, without using any math. Yeah. Have you looked into it? No. No? I just saw um, someone, I think it was Brenda Ozark, talking yeah. about it on Twitter. Yep. But I haven't I haven't looked into it, and it immediately reminded me of the the old adage that the, the Romans, yep. they lacked uh, the number zero. Yep. So they couldn't uh, signal a successful completion of their programs. Yeah. And that was the reason for the downfall of the Roman Empire. Makes sense. It does. Yeah. Mm. That is a horrible one. <laughs> yeah, but I like it. Okay. You yeah. usually do. I, I usually do. Yeah. I, we, we shouldn't go into that because people will never listen to us again. If I, I'm getting the West Coast feeling on. Very, very likely yeah. that your sense of humor would be the reason this podcast kind of folds. Yeah. Speaking of that, we won't be here next week. No, we won't. Uh, you're training and I'm up north somewhere yeah. doing something. Something, something. S- something, something. You it's are, my anniversary are. next Friday. I was just about to say, you're actually going to work. Yeah, actually. I'm. Um, that, that's no secret that's at all. no I'm, moon? No moon. No, that's... No. You, you wouldn't know that. No. Star I don't, Wars? Star Wars. Uh, I'm but, actually going back to my old role. So I'll be oh, yeah, a yeah, solution yeah. architect yeah. again on yes. this Friday. We're welcoming Simon back into the fold. Thank you. Very, very nice to have him back. Yeah. Um, so now, now I'm starting to sell myself for money again. I have nothing. <laughs> Are you cheap? No. I'm a lot more expensive than last time. That sentence on its own. <laughs> I know at least one who's going to laugh when he hears that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Probably. I, I'm I'm doing my best to add the humor mm-hmm. in this podcast. You can do the techy stuff, and I'll do the fun stuff, which you do very well. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Oh, speaking of techy stuff, techy stuff. This is probably the last time we're going to record this using the Blue Yeti. Yeah, uh, I've invested in a Zoom H6. Yep. Thanks to the um, Coding after work, guys. Yep. They have a funny way of pretty much destroying my wallet, but that's a whole other the story. The coding after work guy and girl. Guys as in plural. Yeah. Yes. Just, just to be 
one man, one woman, married couple. Yeah. Very nice people. Yeah, we love them. Yes. Um, there's one issue, though, with Jimmy. His sense of humor is... Exactly like mine. That would be the problem. Anyhow, so we're going to switch over to uh, individual mics. Yep. And... Uh, going to do some some rather interesting things with audio. It's going to be very nice to see how this works out. And my goal is to be able to take the Zoom on the road yep. and do some uh, interviews in Seattle and so forth. Yes. You have been really geeking out over the audio stuff. I have. I spent quite a few hours reading up on this. And one of my tweets was, read something about audio, a uh, good thing. The audio is going to be way better going forward. And the bad thing, I've been an idiot. But that's that's the way it is. We've managed to scrape by with fairly okay audio. I've actually gone back and remastered all of the episodes, and I'm working on uploading them. Speaking of which, yeah, that's something we should mention. We should. We are on iTunes. Yep. Well, very very soon on iTunes. <laughs> I have one feed working fairly well. I haven't gotten the uh, the artwork to work with uh, work yet, but it's we're we're getting there. So. We're on iTunes. Yep. That's a milestone. Yeah. So if you find us on iTunes, please review the episodes. Uh, share it with your friends, colleagues, families, dogs, pets. Please. I, I love it when I get these quiet seconds when you think about, are you going to punch me or just keep going? And on that bombshell, <laughs> I think it is actually time to end the show. Yep. And uh, we won't hear, we won't be back next week, but we're going to be back the week after that one. Yep, we will. So until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye.